Good morning, everyone. Ed, there's uh, Carrie Lake's going to join me at 905. I'll say there's so much to talk about on the show today. Great guests. Uh, Carrie Lake will join us. She is the Republican candidate for governor. And we had, all joking aside, we were talking with Sharp a few minutes earlier, um, is that we, um, all, all joking aside, the issue is that we have invited Carrie Hobbs, uh, Katie Hobbs on the show many times. We are going to continue to do that. I think it's only fair that we hear all sides of it. We, we are inviting her and Mark Kelly and all the candidates. It's not just the Republican candidates, and we hope that they – we truly hope that they'll come on the show. Um, I want to start off where we finished yesterday talking about the economy. Um, we started yesterday talking about um, – what was happening in Washington, D.C. at the White House in a celebration of the Inflation Reduction Act, which nobody believes anymore was going to reduce inflation. As a matter of fact, the people that had been proponents of this bill in being in all candor when after it was passed said that what it really is is a climate bill. So I want to start there. I want to start with the climate bill. Um, yesterday at the celebration was James Taylor. Um, world famous singer um, and he was singing for the crowd but also did a little editorializing and said this this is a time when the world needs to cooperate more than ever before may perhaps more than anything since the, uh, the since the second world war the, the world needs to get together uh, on uh, and respond to the climate crisis this was a celebration of the Inflation Reduction Act, but what it was was a celebration of their climate change bill. So we, it was talked about yesterday. Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, has been roundly criticized for the way she's handled this, especially this comment. When she was asked about the Inflation Reduction Act and what was going on in the stock market. And that is a huge, huge historic, uh, historic win for the American people. Uh, it's not about us celebrating. It's about the win for the, for the American. And that's what you've seen. When you see costs that are going to come down for our seniors, when you see costs that are going to come down for American families, as I just listed out for uh, energy costs, are going to come down. Okay. Um, I think they are. I, th- I think somewhere as far as prescription drug negotiation goes, I think it's 13. I don't know how many thousands of prescription drugs are available to the American people, but I think they're negotiating about 13 of them. So let's not get crazy. But more than anything else, I want you to hear the president of the United States yesterday. The stock market fell over 1,200 points yesterday just on the Dow. But the NASDAQ was down. The S&P was down. Everything was down about 4%. So it was a pretty significant drop yesterday. And this was the president's comments, again, about that drop. stock market doesn't necessarily reflect the state of the economy, as you well know. And the economy is still strong. Unemployment is low. Jobs are up. Manufacturing is good. So I think it's going uh, to be fine. That's the issue. Uh, I've been talking about this forever. The two things I say are constant in this administration. Number one is everything comes out of the view that climate change is the number one issue in our country. And secondly, the American people largely feel that this administration is completely out of touch with what's going on in their homes. Um, That is where the biggest issue for me is, that when you say the economy is doing well, we have more and more people getting food boxes. Homelessness is going through the roof. Crime is going up. Um, This is not a time that people are celebrating, except in the White House, because of their climate agenda. Again, there are people in this country, in all fairness, that agree with this path that the White House is on. There are many people that agree with the path the White House is on, and you've got to be 
celebrating this president because he said before he became president that climate change was going to rule what they did, that this is the number one issue that the country and the world is facing, and they were going to take it head on, and they have. He has stuck to his guns. He has, again, promises made, promises kept. This president surely has kept his promises. Now, the results are not what they promised, but the promise has been kept. But when you see more and more Americans hurting financially, and we're talking about the working class Americans that they that this administration claims to be the champion for, this is where people are getting upset. People are becoming um, disenchanted with with what the president is saying. When you when you go out and have a celebration of a climate bill that you're calling the Inflation Reduction Act, when you celebrate that. When that happens, and the same time, there is a 1,200-point drop in the stock market. And it used to be, I guess, in the minds of most people that when the stock market dropped, most working people kind of shrugged their shoulders because that was rich people, wealthy people invested in the stock market. And when they lose money, who cares? They'll make more money. But this is everyone's retirement account. I don't, you know, if you have anything set aside, if you're investing in the stock market, this is scary. Now, if you're young, you know, I get it. If you're young, there's plenty of time. And that's that's really good advice for people to ride things out and don't get too nervous. And it all balances out and it's going to climb back. I believe it's going to climb back. We're America. I, I always believe we're going to come back. But to the people that are very close to retirement right now, to the people that are looking at retirement and saying, I may have to delay my retirement a year or two, or people that are using retirement income that's still invested maybe in the safe place but in the stock market, saying, I'm going to have to go back to work because I'm not able to draw on this like I did before. The value of what I've set aside has dropped significantly. That's another concern for people. And when the president of the United States talks about how rosy things are, it makes people angry. And it's the Democrats largely, and this is both parties, but the Republicans, listen, Republicans still support Trump. You know, there's still a significant, uh, you know, number of Republicans. So that happens on party lines. You are going to stay with your horse. There's no doubt. So largely, the Democrats said they support the policies and the job that this president has done. But where his poll numbers fall far short, not just with Republicans, because, again, that's the party politics. Um, It's with independent voters. And independent voters, truly independent-minded voters, meaning we have political leanings. We all do. We have political ideologies. All of us do. But we are not connected to, and I'm not one of them. I'm a a registered Republican, so I, I don't fall into this demographic. But I am more and more curious and more and more interested in looking at and listening to independent voters, truly independent voters, because they are looking at an ideology and they are looking at results. They're not just looking at party. So if you're a Republican and there are a couple of candidates that are in a race that you're not necessarily um, big fans of or huge supporters of or believers in, generally speaking, Republicans vote Republican, Democrats vote Democrat. Independent voters need to be convinced and they need to see results and they are not seeing results in this White House. We're going to talk later on about the um, uh, the the poll that shows that uh, people, most Americans, don't want Trump or Biden to run. 
Metro Phoenix inflation rises again. The region remains the highest in the nation at 13%. So even though gas prices have gone down, we are now seeing, and I think this will change in the next month or so as the cooling of the housing market. But the problem with that is, well, for some people, the problem is the prices remain very high, that home prices remain high, rental prices remain high, food prices are going through the roof. So people are having a hard time, even though fuel prices have gone down, putting food on the table and keeping a roof over their heads. Um, And in all of this, Flagstaff is going to raise the minimum wage each year starting in 2023. I look at that and I think, you know, what's interesting about that is the um, I don't believe in the um, arbitrary raising of the minimum wage necessarily, unless it's a cost of living increase that's factored in. When I started working back, you know, when I was a kid, the minimum wage, I think, was $3.35 an hour. Now, obviously, if we kept the minimum wage there, where we are today would be a joke to be at three thirty-five an hour. But when you believe that you're going to improve people's lives by dramatically increasing the minimum wage, we've, it's, we've seen it over and over. It doesn't work. It, what it does is it drives people out. So when you go in California, let's use the example of California, where they are looking at $22 an hour for a minimum wage, they are going to ruin the restaurant and the fast food industry. And what's going to happen is all those people that you're aiming to help are going to be out of work. And here's why. Uh, The restaurant industry has already, over the last 10 years, been dramatically shifting to automation. So you're going to have automated uh, drive-thrus. You're going to have automated kiosks inside a restaurant. There will be people in the back that work that will be a minimum staff to push out the food that they make. Minimum. They will get cut as many jobs as they can because they can't afford it. And in order to keep their food um, cheap and inexpensive for the average family, and I want you to think if you're an average consumer, you're a parent, and you've got kids in the car, and they're hungry, so let's just drive through and get a happy meal. What do you think the cost of that happy meal is going to be when the employees inside making it are making $22 an hour? Who does that affect? That affects you. Their their um, their quality of life doesn't improve because the cost of living increases, just like yours will. And I just don't understand. We keep doing things that don't work, all in the name of fairness. And in the end, we all end up paying a price. In a moment, we have an update. Had a great interview yesterday with Dan Bickley from Arizona Sports. Talking about the Robert Sarver situation, the managing partner of the Suns and the Mercury. We have an update on that 43-page report. We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks again for being here. Uh, Kerry Lake joins me, uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate, joins me just after 9 o'clock at 9.05 this morning. So please stick around for the interview as we try to get you as much information about where candidates stand on issues as we move faster and faster toward the November election. I had a great interview with Dan Bickley yesterday from Arizona Sports. He is uh, he really is the go-to guy for sports in Arizona and has been for a very long time. Prolific writer, great on the air, and uh, really great insight. And so I talked with him yesterday when the news dropped about Robert Sarver, who is the managing partner of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. 
and he has been suspended by the NBA for one year and fined $10 million. So a couple of things. When we hear the number $10 million, which is the maximum amount of money that can be fined against anyone in the NBA, that's part of their rules, their charter, um, their bylaws. $10 million is a huge sum of money. I would think to anyone, $10 million is a huge amount of money. But based on someone that's a billionaire, it's like getting a traffic ticket. In a lot of ways. So the money part of it isn't going to hurt him. The, what the part that is supposed to be the hurtful part for him is the suspension. And But I also think there's a lot more to this. And um, what I mean by that is uh, what happens with revenue? Because he's got other partners. He's the managing partner, but there are other partners in all of this. There is a reputation thing here. You've got NBA players now that wear your jersey, and they represent a franchise. Is there an obligation in today's social media world? um, Is there an obligation in today's world that you say something? Are the players going to be expected to come out with comments? Chris Paul, the leader of this team. Um, who has also uh, been around. He was playing for the Clippers when the fallout happened, when there were racist comments being made by the former owner of the Clippers, and he was forced out. Will the players now have to stand up that some of this has been verified through this investigation and say there's no tapes, there's no audio, there's no video, but there are eyewitness accounts and people that had uh, NDAs or non-disclosure agreements, and they've come forward and they've told their stories outside of the NDA at the encouragement of the Phoenix Suns as an organization. Do I think this is going to kill the Suns here or around the country? Absolutely not. We understand. People understand that things happen. People do the th- do wrong things. How they handle it, though, will tell the world, will tell the country um, how quickly they will be beyond this. You know, it's going to start during training camp. You may go into the beginning of the season when the Phoenix Suns play for the first time that it's brought up because it's such a big story. But revenue to the partners is going to be a big part of this. So I um, I talked with Bickley about this yesterday, and I asked him, what happens if sponsors start jumping out? For the NBA to kind of put forth all of this, um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to make those sponsors react. And so are there going to be people calling on those sponsors to get involved and to, to, to pick a side, if you will? That, that's, the remaining, that's the remaining piece in this. And, and I think so, too. Um, specifically, we talked about it, and I want you to hear the Footprint Center and PayPal were brought up, and I'll tell you why. Well, he may say it in the answer, but because of how much money they are and their attachment to the franchise. You know, Footprint is is the title sponsor of the arena. There's any PayPal is on their sure. uniforms. There's any, any number of these relationships. It's really going to be how much pressure do they feel, or or do they feel because if they were if they were alarmed by this to the point of of acting independently, they might have done this already. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they wouldn't. When you distance yourself from from people, uh, Reggie Bush lost his Heisman Trophy. Uh, so did O.J. Simpson, I believe. Um, it, when people are distanced because of things they've done, now there's a great difference between what O.J. Simpson did, or you know, was not convicted in a court of law, but was convicted in a in a um, in a civil court. Um, there's a huge difference here. But I'm saying that when your actions create a, a a bad association with an organization, 
a lot of times those organizations want to get as far away from you as possible, and they make a statement by saying, we don't want any of this. We're taking back this award. We're revoking this. Um, we, are, we, are, we are getting rid of our relationship. Uh, look at what happened with uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband in California. He was a member of a police association. That police association revoked his membership. So here it's about money. These I don't I don't know what the deal was for the footprint center to become the footprint center. I don't know what that organization had to pay for the naming rights, but I guarantee you it was millions of dollars to be associated with that arena. When you have PayPal uh, paying, I'm sure, huge sums of money to have their logo on Phoenix Suns jerseys, when you have signs and people saying we're the official whatever company of the Phoenix Suns, um, you pay a lot of money. You pay a premium to be associated with that brand. Well, now that the leader of that brand the managing partner of this organization has been found to, and I'll just read a couple of things. During a 2004 meeting with a free agent, Sarver told a story about attending the University of Arizona as a college student. He used the N-word when explaining what a black person had said. In 2012 and 13, for a team-building exercise, players were asked to compliment one another. One black player said that a white Suns player had uh, something African-Americans call the N-word. Um, Sarver again told he could not use that word. He said to investigators that players should not be allowed to use the word. Instead, we're in the foxhole together. So it talks a lot about using racial slurs, which is highly inappropriate. And I think everybody understands that. Um, uh, the investigation found three additional instances where black coaches took Sarver's comments as implicating some form of racism. So that's part of it. The sexist behavior, uh, that's a big part of this as well. And when you look at it in its totality, um, this is going to bode very negatively against this franchise for a while. And let's see how the sponsors handle it. If there's going to be anything bad that comes of this long term, it's going to be that with his with his other partners. Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me. And it's the big Q poll question of the day. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. You see that big party at the White House yesterday? Oh, did I? Yes. Oh, what a joke. <laughs> you want to hear my question? Absolutely. President Joe Biden threw a party at the White House to celebrate how he has solved America's inflation problems. I ask, is he out of touch? Oh. Uh, a, no. It was a wonderful celebration. <laughs> B, yes, inflation in Phoenix climbed to 13%. <laughs> I like how Mayor Kate Gallego was at the celebration. She was. Yeah. She was. Hey, you know what? Her city, it went up to 13%, and she's like, yes, Biden's the best. Well, imagine. Just imagine how bad inflation would be if we didn't pass this. It, right. Uh, <laughs> And and see, uh, you know, is he out of touch? Yes, uh, James Taylor was the musical guest. Nobody oh. wants to hear that old guy sing. Oh my gosh! You know, he really did sing at the White House. He was the musical I guest. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, he's. Is, do you think he's older than Biden? I don't know. Uh, he's got to be. I don't know. That guy. That guy's a fossil. So I saw an interesting statistic the other day. Speaking of which, yeah, um, Prince Charles takes the throne and becomes King Charles the Third. He is the oldest person in the history of the monarchy yeah. to take that throne. Right. And he's still younger than Biden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen his fingers? No. All right, Google it. Okay. Hurry up. Hurry up. Do it now. 
Google, know. yeah, you got Google uh, uh, King, King King Charles, Charles fingers. So, have you ever seen like big fat sausages? Okay. That's oh what yeah, yeah, I'm looking. Do you see that? Yeah. They look delicious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, his fingers are blown up. I don't know what's going on. That's his very hand, strange. He's got, like, hands like Andre the Giant. <laughs> and I don't know what's... I don't, I'm just... I, I'm not making fun... Well, of course I'm making fun yeah. of it. Uh, I hope he's not sick, even though I think he's a horrible individual, and he cheated on Diana and then, then married that awful woman. Anyway, wow. Uh, I thought, you got to go look at his fingers, because they right. look like big-time sausages. All right. I am way late. All right. I'll see you. Bye. <laughs> the Big Q Poll Guys today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Carrie Lake joins me in just a moment.